0: So this has been a pretty crazy couple of weeks here we've had since our last episode. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about that here.
1: Talk about what, Jay? Yeah. The movies and games and TV shows that we know and love?
0: That's what we're going to talk about.
1: Okay, good. You had me scared for a second.
0: That's it. That's it. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane!
1: Nope. No, no, no. No superheroes here. Just Jay and John. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear. They didn't ask us.
0: Welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay,
1: and with me of course is my co-host John. Oh, I was expecting a, a psych-esque fake Gus name, and you you swapped it up on me with my actual name. Well played, sir. Well played.
0: Thank you. So you've been doing well, I hope?
1: I have. Just, I mean, definitely settling in. I've been at my job for three and a half months, I think, now. So definitely know the lay of the land, not necessarily learning it anymore. So that that feels really good.
0: Yeah, that does feel good. Well, good for you. I'm glad... That's going well, and your wife is well, and your doggies are well.
1: They're great. They had one of their favorite friends come over for a, a good chunk of today. So hopefully they'll actually... Well, hopefully Champ will actually sleep through the night. Parker has no trouble, but Champ's a twerp. Really? He's just active, so he'll wake up and he'll be like, You know what? I want to go run around. And we won't be able to differentiate. I say we. I sleep a rock. So Meg won't really be able to differentiate between does he have to pee or is he just being a jerk?
0: Or is he just very active in this moment?
1: Yeah, and I mean, you always want to err on the side of someone not peeing in your house.
0: Yes, I think that's so, preferred.
1: But I don't know. Hopefully he'll be he'll be pretty chill. Well, we've got uh, a little
0: bit of news this week. I'm going to be honest with you. I have slacked off as far as getting news going i've been super busy with packing up since we are going to be moving soon and so i really haven't had a whole
1: lot of time john do you have any big news to start us off i mean not really i mean the the biggest news for for me in kind of my circles is that the worst meta in call of duty Warzone might finally be over and i'm thrilled and what was that there was this gun called the DMR and it was just completely broken. And the the meta existed over the holidays, which means all of the, the dev team and the people who could change it were out of the office. So it just reigned supreme for the better part of a month. And it got to a point where I actually stopped playing this game because it was just not fun. Oh, wow. But they, they nerfed it, not as much as I was hoping for because I wanted it nerfed into the ground and at this point if you know how to use it it is probably still viable but i mean there are more things that are viable i guess is is where the game is now and i'm very excited about that well that's good news
0: so i know everybody who plays that game along with you is probably nodding their heads in agreement yes or saying preach brother john (laughs) preach
1: can I get a amen? I don't know how big the overlap is between people who would like say that to a podcast and people who play Call of Duty, but maybe... Welcome to the South. That's That's fair.
0: Well, I do know that we do have a lot of rumors that have been spreading around, kind of hovering in the air. Spider-Man 3, and that is the Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland. The Spider-Man 3, Charlie Cox, has reportedly finished filming... His scenes as Daredevil.
1: Given the rumors of this movie, would anything surprise us? No. Yeah. Really. When you when you give it the context of we expect this to be a Spider Verse movie, when you give that, and you can <clears throat> you can add these characters not just Spider Men from other multiverses, but like a Daredevil from a different universe or something akin to that. I mean. Everything is on the table. I feel like, yeah,
0: including someone.
1: Yeah, I would say including someone maybe like Mysterio. Yeah, so we we might could see Jake Gyllenhaal back. We could, and I would be down for that. I thought he was one of the better. Spider Man has had really good villains.
0: Spider Man in general has very good villains,
1: always has. So, but they don't always necessarily translate to the screen. No, not not I mean. I don't think Vulture or Mysterio really hold a candle to Alfred Molina's Doc Ock from the original Spider-Man 2, but I think they are probably 2 and 3. But if
0: he is going to be coming back for this movie, which reports have said that that's going to be happening, so that, that is a possibility. I don't know. I'm wondering, I'm going to ask you this question, John. Would you be more disappointed or less disappointed if when this movie comes out turns out to not actually be a Spider Verse movie, and that all of these rumors coming out of the rumor mill—that's exactly what they were—was just rumors, and none of it was true.
1: I feel like that's incredibly unlikely. That, I mean, if you if you grab, do you watch? Uh, do you watch Good Mythical Morning? I have before, with, yeah. With Rhett and Link. Yeah. So do you know how they have the? Not the a Where in the world is this from? Exactly. Yes. Do you know where they have the where in the world is this snack or this pizza or this whatever from? Yeah. And how they have the, the special dart that Link always uses because he's bad. Yes. And it's like a handful of like chili cheese fries or something gross like that that he just throws at the map. That's kind of what the rumors for this movie feel like. Yeah. So it's just a big handful of messy stuff. And they're throwing it at a wall, and some of it's going to stick. Yeah. So, if you threw it at a wall and none of it stuck, like, that is a paint company I would invest in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, if none of these rumors came to pass, I would be disappointed is certainly one word. I'd also be kind of impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious
0: to see what happens, because... There has been a little bit where it, it, there's been a part of me that's thought, how wild would it be if none of these rumors are true? And Spider-Man 3 is something that nobody is expecting. So I'll be interested to see. And we'll talk more about, well, never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. Note to DJJ self. JJ in the house. Remove that. What, wicked wa- Now, trailer. Trailer news. trailer, Trailer reveal trailer yeah you can look it up on youtube nicholas cage is back baby in willie's wonderland have you seen this trailer what okay so i i assume that you have heard of a computer game called five nights at freddy's
1: i have okay
0: well imagine five nights at freddy's but not called Five Nights at Freddy's, called okay. Willy's Wonderland, and Nicolas Cage stars in it. Okay, and it's a movie instead of a computer game.
1: Are you scared yet? Scared is definitely not the right word. Disturbed, like, confused. <laughs> Who greenlit that? I don't know. And
0: I, I'm now okay. I will admit. I don't know much about Five Nights at Freddy's. I the the amount that I know comes from the honest trailer that came out for it and like maybe the kids costumes that you'll see sometimes. But that's the extent of my knowledge for that game. I know it's very popular. I don't know the mythology behind it because apparently this game is, like, people love it. There is so much depth to it, and it has no business having that depth. And so maybe Willy's Wonderland is actually connected. I don't know. But to me, it almost sounded like they wanted to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and then they weren't able to, so they decided to just make a...
1: Almost like a, a spin off, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of one of those, like, where we got this idea, but we can't actually, like, credit them. Right. Because what it is, basically, if
0: you watch the trailer, it's this place, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, and there's all these animatronics, and they need a security guard. Well, they hire Nicolas Cage. I mean, why would why would you not? Right, and they need a security guard, so they hire Nicolas Cage, and he's working, and he he needs to make sure that everything's going to be okay. But they say they didn't hire you to be the security guard; they hired you as a human sacrifice because it's it's gonna all these animatronics are going to come to life and they're going to kill you. Well huge plot twist (laughs) that I love is it just in the trailer one of the animatronics is about to attack him and he completely just grabs the animatronic and breaks it to pieces starts stabbing it breaking it apart and kills it and so then okay so maybe Nicolas Cage is actually the monster (laughs) these (laughs) animatronics
1: are the innocent ones I just what was what is the the real monster was no what is the I don't know I was trying to come up with something like like fake motivational but I've got nothing like this is the weirdest thing to me I I'm uncomfortable
0: I I was intrigued by the trailer I was like I'm not
1: gonna see this movie
0: at all how but
1: how could you not
0: but I'm just I'm intrigued (laughs) I want to know what actually happens and i want to know if it's actually connected because it felt very much the same anyway that's all i got
1: yeah it's been a it's been a pretty slow one for news in my personal opinion the only big thing that has been that has been released since
0: we last talked is the republic Era the High Republic era comics have started to come out, okay. and a younger Yoda has been introduced. Very briefly, he's only in maybe maybe four or five of the panels, but that's he has had his introduction. Yeah, still carrying um, a staff,
1: a cane. I'm sorry, still has a cane. Really? Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. You figure if you went Yoda, you would go like. Groot style and he'd be like aggressive teenage Yoda which See, that's not I- actually that's, that's what, what I, want. I agree that's absolutely what I want I want younger Yoda
0: got a spunky personality and like talks back to his elders
1: all of that wispy hair is like gelled into a mohawk yes <laughs> or not he's Yoda it's not gelled he's he uses the force to turn his hair into a mohawk and it's a passive use of his ability he's flexing on all the other Jedi what I'm better than you yeah I can just do this all the time deal with it
0: I've already been alive for like 200 years get over it (laughs) yeah so so that's that's been a big reveal
1: yeah also since our last episode the first two episodes of WandaVision started yes it has that's been uh something it it was something. Did you watched it? I assume we did. We, Meg, and I actually sat down and watched it last night. It's been it's been nice to have a show to like sit down and watch again. Yes, because she has not seen, to my knowledge, at least she has not seen Mandalorian season two. So I I watched them all kind of in my den here upstairs. Because I mean, once she missed the first episode, I didn't want to spoil the rest of them. So. Initial thoughts of WandaVision? I'm still just really worried. And I said this to a friend of mine the other day. I said, I'm not worried it'll be bad. I'm worried it's going to be so different. Well, they've already shown
0: already in the first two episodes that it is going to be very different.
1: And I don't mean like, because the first two episodes are very I Love Lucy-esque, in my opinion. I'm not going to claim to be an expert on Lucille Ball. I have people that I would call if I needed that type of in-depth analysis, but the thing that the thing that intimidates me more than anything is what happens after WandaVision because Sam Raimi has basically said Wanda Vi- I don't know if it was Sam Raimi or Kevin Feige who said that it's essentially a preview or a, a direct prequel to Doctor Strange multiverse of madness and that's a problem because sam raimi has said the new doctor strange is the closest thing marvel has ever done to a horror movie that's exciting so knowing that's where this gets to that's what intimidates me
0: there's going to be a lot of suspense which already in the episodes that we've had just the two there has been a lot of suspense definitely Uh, the first one maybe not as much except for the very end of the episode. But then the same thing with the second episode, there was something at the beginning and then they, they kind of laughed it off like, ha ha ha. But then at the end of the second episode, there was another scene where it was a little intimidating, very suspicious, very suspenseful, very, whoa, what is going on? What is that?
1: Why is there a beekeeper coming out of the sewer? but then there wasn't but then there wasn't because that's that's the thing with wanda's powers wanda's powers change i guess i i guess it's they change her reality because i wouldn't think that this would have messed with everybody else well, while see, this is going on Well, see that's the thing is it messing with everybody
0: else is that why they're trying to reach her because and see honestly john i think you might be onto something by saying that because I think that that's going to be the ending of all of this is that, yes, she's been changing her own reality, but it's starting to bleed over
1: into our reality. I absolutely believe that. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. Because I mean, you see at the end of infinity war that she has the power to destroy the thing that gave her, her power, the mind stone, but then, obviously, Thanos has the Time Stone, and he oh, that was cute, way to go, and he just completely undoes it. But I really, I think she's in some kind of like almost coma during this. So, mm-hmm. in the in the second episode, I think it's the second episode, you hear this like, "Who's doing this to you, Wanda?" And it's so she's in a coma, and someone's trying to break through to her because I think the the finality of Vision's death broke her mentally, which is a terrifying prospect for everyone else because she has near limitless power. Yeah. So that's, it's definitely interesting because I mean, like I said, it leads into multiverse of madness. So something's going to hit the fan and we're going to walk up to the fan in this, in this season, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I do love the callback to these old TV shows that we had here in America that we loved. Lucille Ball, I Love Lucy was the first episode. Definitely had some calls to that. And then the second episode was more of Bewitched, but still very good and really enjoyed it a lot. And Vision
1: is surprisingly funny and comical. I mean, Paul Paul Bettany is incredibly talented.
0: He is. I just I've never seen him in anything I've never I've never seen him in a comedy in that role.
1: My if I if I think back on it, my introduction to Paul Bettany, I think, was uh Knights Tale, actually, where he played the, the Jeffrey Chaucer character. Yes. So I know he has the comedic ability. It's just he went from being the voice of a computer to the voice of a Infinity Stone powered android and he had to play very stoic and now you're kind of seeing more of those freedoms available to him. Mm. He's widening his ability.
0: Yeah. But very good. Great episodes.
1: Anything stand out to you? Or should we give a summary, you think? I I don't think so, just because they're going to become so off the wall. Yeah. I will say something that jumps out to me is the lack of depth for supporting characters. Because if you look at say the the Marvel Netflix shows, the supporting characters in those were always incredible. There was always there was always someone who would steal the show. And in this in this show it really does feel like there's Wanda, there's Vision, and there's everyone else. Yeah. So maybe as the as the season goes on that's something that changes, but to to where we are now, I I'm I don't really love that. Yeah. Well, I think
0: that it's it's going to be interesting to see that each of the characters, it changes from essentially channel to channel, you could say. Mm-hmm. Because for those who haven't watched it, or, or maybe you're going to, if you watch the first episode, it is very reminiscent of I Love Lucy. And then it just kind of ends. And so I started up the second episode basically thinking okay they're going to be in that same setting but that was not the case the second episode started up and it was very different and it was bewitched and that was kind of the the way that the characters behaved and the the picture was a little clearer, the sound was a little bit clearer and then there were just then by the end it switched over to color so it was it was very uh, interesting so each episode obviously is just going to be a different channel if you will a different show a different time period so they're working their way forward i guess that's the that's what i'm getting from it
1: yeah because at the end of because it's in black and white really until the end of episode two and then color comes back through I think it starts with his head and then works its way across the screen so it is going to be I'm kind of excited to see how they go from era to era in the in the comedic aspect of it
0: but in the second episode I think that's where we get the well I don't know there's so much that stood out to me so in the first episode the things that stood out is that Vision has no idea what's going on And Wanda is very much in control of everything, to the point where there's some stuff happening, and even the supporting characters are looking at her like, please stop this. And then Wanda has to be the one to tell Vision, hey, help the guy that's choking, which I thought was very interesting. So that almost made me think, maybe Vision's not really there. Maybe vision is just a figment of her imagination in this world that she's created. So that was my first thought. I would I would agree with that. So, uh, second episode, the things that kind of stood out to me. Well, obviously, everything's black and white, but she finds Wanda finds a helicopter that is sitting in the bushes, but it's completely color and it's it's it looks very much the same color scheme as iron man that bright yellow and
1: dark red but i would i would actually challenge that and say it's the same color scheme as vision that's true yeah cuz it is a, it is a deeper red than the the kind of bright red that tony has right. i guess had rip
0: yeah yeah <laughs> very much so and and the biggest thing is is that there's a sword ...on the side of the helicopter... ...which I was very confused about... ...and then I remembered... ...that Nick Fury... ...creates a new organization... ...from S.H.I.E.L.D. ...because S.H.I.E.L.D. was taking, taken over by... ...Hydra... ...but he calls it S.W.O.R.D. ...and so I think this is the new organization... ...that Nick Fury has created... ...oh yeah that was the other thing... ...these episodes if you will... ...are being watched on a TV...
1: By somebody at sword because she has broken her reality and i i'm sticking with this theory i think she is in some type of coma and they are keeping her stable but like obviously you can't truly sedate someone like that Mm. so i don't know something i mean something's gonna hit the fan yeah oh we did
0: have both of the episodes had like a a fake commercial break in the middle. Mm -hmm. The first one was a toaster made by Stark Industries. Mm -hmm. And the second one was a watch. And I don't remember the company name, but i that's right. And then it had the Hydra symbol Mm -hmm. on the
1: face, which is, which is something that Meg asked me about. She goes, yeah, did you see that the watch had a Hydra symbol on it? And I said, yeah, I did. But do you know who Baron Strucker was? And she said, no. And I said, Baron Strucker is the one at the end of Winter Soldier, the beginning of Age of Ultron, who uses Loki's scepter to give Wanda and Pietro their powers. Right. So do you think maybe he's the one? Absolutely who... not. No. No chance. Hmm. I think he is He is on the raft for sure. Okay. The The prison where they took the people during Civil War. Yeah. 100% he's there. Okay, but he's a very important person to her memory, so that's that's she's associated because she has Stark and she has this hatred for Stark at the beginning of her character arc when she was a villain, and she has Strucker who is a very empowering person to her literally, and even she does realize I think that that he was a villain. Right. So I think it's going to be very telling who the fake commercial is in the in the subsequent episodes.
0: Yeah. This is going to be one of those shows where you're going to have to watch it multiple times and pay attention to things in the background. And that's going to reveal a lot of stuff. I feel that that's how I feel about it so far.
1: I could see that for sure. Yeah. Hmm. But
0: yeah. So then it ends with the uh, man, the beekeeper <laughs> coming out, so of weird. The, out of the sewer and uh, vision was the one who saw it. And vision even gets scared And then Wanda just goes, no. And then rewinds, and then we get a new ending, which also introduces the color, and Vision, or uh, Wanda is pregnant, so we're getting the beginnings of possibly a child. I don't know what's happening.
1: (laughs) I think, so I'm looking it up because I don't really remember it. I think her, I think she has twins, well in the comics she does yeah i mean i feel like they are going to they are going to go that route probably because if you think think forward look at the hawkeye show clint barton is going to be training kate so they're they're building towards a young avengers yeah and one of maybe both yeah both of both of her sons with that she has with vision are in young avengers Okay. And they're mutants. I mean, canonically, yes, but they haven't really bridged that gap in the MCU yet. This might be the way they do it. There have been so many theories thrown out as to how they do it, and that's the one that I think is most difficult to truly predict, Yeah, is how do you actually bring the X-Men in? Right. I don't think this is the way to do it, but, I mean... I'm also not a head creative person for a multi billion dollar industry, so You mean to tell me they didn't ask us? All I can say for certain is they didn't ask me. They could have asked you. They may have. They may have?
0: Okay. I can neither confirm nor deny my involvement with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> well, I think maybe we should move on to the main event. I'm in. The main event this week is we are reviewing Soul, which is a Pixar movie that can be streamed on Disney+. Plus. Indeed. Indeed. Came out
1: Christmas Day 2020. It was originally going to be released much earlier than that, though, correct? It was. Let's look at this. It was originally scheduled for theatrical release on June 19th. But due to the COVID pandemic, it was delayed to November 20th, and then, obviously, it was delayed another month and five days, so the the theatrical release of this movie was completely canceled, and it premiered on Disney+, Plus December 25th, 2020. Starring Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House...
0: And then there were several people. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> there were several <laughs> people. There were several people that voiced the counselor Jerry. Because- one of them.
1: One of them is very. Dis- he has a very unique voice. So if you if you know the movie The IT Crowd, you would know him. Or if you, so I know him more from like various other British things names Richard Iowa. Oh, okay. He's a he's a very very unique individual. If you pull up a picture of him, you will probably recognize him.
0: I wonder who played Terry. That's what I'm looking up right now.
1: I don't think that was somebody that I
0: recognized. I didn't recognize his voice, but I liked the character.
1: It was funny. Rachel House. Let's see her filmography. Really? Ragnarok? She was she was the voice of Terry. Interesting. She was in Moana, which is another movie I famously haven't seen. Who did she play in <clears throat> Moana? Grandma Tala. Oh, she. Oh, wow. Okay. So she's got a history with Disney. Makes sense. And I haven't heard of any of the TV shows that she was in. I think if she was in Moana, she must actually be. Yeah, she's from New Zealand. So that would explain why I haven't heard of most of her credits. Gotcha. Well, yeah, so Soul, it's kind of a
0: hard movie to explain, but the, 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 I guess not really. I mean, really to describe it, it's pretty short, but basically it's there's a man who is a music teacher who has given, or he is given the opportunity to perform in a band with someone who is incredibly famous. At least in his area. And so he gets very excited that he gets to perform with this person. And he's getting ready for that evening. And then he falls down a manhole in the middle of the street
1: and dies. Yeah. And that... It's not a a spoiler alert yet. Because that's something that's somewhat famously in the trailer. But it sets the premise for the whole movie. Because that's really the... The preamble, if you will. And the m- bulk of the movie is what comes next. Yes. So from there, he, he he's sitting on the, this
0: escalator slash staircase kind of deal. It's,
1: it's that like motorized sidewalk from the airport. Yes. Perfect.
0: And he's sitting there, and he's very confused about where he is. And then he sees this big, bright light and realizes, oh no, that's the bright light that you see, and it's going to take me to the great beyond. And so, no, I can't die, I can't go yet, there's still things i got to do. I've got a lot to do tonight. And so he's trying to run away from it, and then he falls off of the escalator and falls into the great before. Our main character, his name is Joe. And Joe lands in the Great Before, where souls get their personalities before they are sent down to Earth. Which is, first off, I wanted to pause there because I think that's a really cool concept. Because that's something that a lot of people don't really talk about, the Great Before. And as Christians, we are told from our biblical teachings that... God knew us before we were even born. So it's something you don't really think about. Like, did you actually, did we humans actually have a time before we
1: were actually born? So it's just an
0: interesting concept that you don't really think about that much.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's, it's definitely inventive. I mean, a lot of the things that I feel like they did in this movie would, would qualify for that. But I, it was, Mm. I actually really enjoyed the the scenes with the great before, because it's definitely yeah. There's a lot of movies about what comes next, but there aren't a lot of movies that are what already happened. So so what I didn't know that actually. So I have the Wikipedia page pulled up. David Diggs plays Paul Joe's neighborhood frenemy. I don't remember Paul, unless it was the guy from the barber shop. Oh, was it
0: the guy who when. 22 was in his body like the guy that was she was kind of mean to
1: probably yeah so anyway as as joe gets to the great before to continue our our plot summary here he realizes he's not where he's supposed to be he grabs a hello my name is sticker and they take the, the the thought is they have all of these incredible people who had these lifetime of achievements they they pick them to be mentors to the people who are who are still they don't have their earth pass is what they call it and joe just picks somebody's name at random because he's like oh yeah that's a thing that i need to do i'm a mentor that's why i'm here i'm definitely i didn't fall off the great moving sidewalk in the sky and He gets matched with a soul called the, the, the first one they match is like 127 billion number, 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 number. This is astronomically big number. And then Joe gets matched up with one called 22 and you wait for, you're like, wait, that's a very different number. Yeah. That's a much smaller number. So 22 is voiced by Tina Fey, which I thought was hilarious because she's normally, I don't know, I didn't I did not place her to be that role.
0: No. And then, I like when Joe's Joe says, now you've never been born, but why do you sound like a middle-aged white woman? (laughs) And because I felt like this was the voice that was most fitting for my personality, because then I can sound like anybody I want, and then I think some other voices came in, and then I can even sound like you, and then starts making fun of him and how he's so stuck up all the time but yeah so these souls can be matched and be a mentor and and the goal of this whole thing is for them to gain their pass a little earth badge so that they can then go to earth and be placed in a body and then they can be they can grow up and become this person and so you you show up So to get there, though, there's different badges that you have to get. And once you get all the badges, kind of felt like scouts. Once you get all the badges, then you get the Earth Pass. And so Joe then is like, hey, if I can get this Earth Pass. So then he's talking to 22 and is like, hey, you're not wanting to go to Earth anyway, because I don't want to go to Earth. I like where I am. I like it here. I like being able to do whatever I want. I don't care about going down there and so then well why don't we earn the pass and then I'll take your pass and we'll and I can go back and so they start working on getting a pass and of course they can't find her spark that's the main thing I haven't been able to find my spark and so they're trying to find her spark and they can't seem to get it and nothing seems to be working and so there's one other thing that they can do. And we might be able to find your body if you're not completely dead yet. So may, so the idea is, is maybe he's in like a coma. And so they can put, he can jump back into his body. So they go into <laughs> this area of the great before that's, I didn't really understand what that was. It was like this big sandy area that connected the
1: two. It was I feel like it was like the great in between, because they called it like when you're in the zone. Yeah, that's where you go. It's this place between like an out of body experience and the the physical realm, which I thought was a really interesting concept in itself. Yeah, because have you have you ever been like in the zone with something and it feels like there's nothing around you?
0: Yeah, and time just kind of stands still and. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was a really cool concept, and so they go into there, and of course, here comes this big ship that looks like a like the '70s just kind of threw up this ship, and so this ship comes flying or comes sailing through the sand, and of course, Bob Dylan's a subterranean. Oh, what's that song called? Subterranean Homesick Blues, I think is what it's called.
1: I mean, that's already better than me. I don't know. I'm looking it up, though.
0: Yep. Subterranean Homesick Blues by Bob Dylan comes on, and it's playing as this ship is sailing. And it's just all these hippies. And they're like, yeah, we can get you back. And they're like, yeah, man, come on, let's do this. And so then, of course, they find it. They find him, and they're about to push him through but 22 does something interesting and tries to stop him but gets pushed in with him and so they fall back through and they land in bodies except that 22
1: is now in Joe
0: and Joe is in a calico cat
1: yes the therapy <laughs> what was the what was the therapy cat's actual name like Mr. Mittens or something yes that was
0: that was pretty funny hold on just a second my allergies have been so bad. I don't know
1: why. Because it's the last thing you need, so your body of course knows, hey, let's have this happen right now.
0: Yep, that's exactly what it is. So anyway, that's so honestly, all of that happens in like the first what, twenty minutes of this movie?
1: I I don't think it happens that quickly. The movie itself is a hundred and one minutes, and I think he probably lands in the cat probably around 40 minutes I would say yeah that's probably that's probably accurate so from there it's is he still gonna get to have his big break with the with the famous jazz musician are they gonna find a way to get him back in his body and I remember it was probably around that time because Meg and I watched this with some friends of ours we we went to their house and watched it and I remember looking at Meg and feeling like, this movie doesn't feel like it's going to have a happy ending. Like, about halfway through this movie, it feels like this is just going to have a heavy, not sad, but not, like, it's going to be very fulfilling, but it's not going to be happy. And I was, like, bracing for that and kind of expecting it. And so the... While, while Joe and 22 in in the incorrect bodies, if you will... Are going about Joe's day, Terry has been tasked with finding them.
0: Yeah. Because Terry is the one who does all the calculations all day long and figures out how many souls are going into the great beyond every day. And he notices that there's one off. And so he is bound to determine to find this Joe and get him back to the great beyond.
1: Let's see where where were we? I know, honestly I there are, there are things I would rather talk about than a plot summary of this movie to be terribly honest.
0: Yeah. Well, just real quickly, I can summarize
1: it really quick
0: from let's here. Let's go for it. Because from here it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. They're saying, "Hey, we got to get we got to switch back. We got to switch back. Let's get back to the
1: Moonwind."
0: Moonwind. Yes, let's get back to Moonwind and let's get our body switched back but in the process 22 learns about life 22 learns about how much she actually does want to live maybe she was wrong and so in that she wants to switch back or she doesn't want to switch back she doesn't she thinks that the only way she can find her spark is by living life so that she can get her pass. And, of course, Terry finds them, takes them back to the great before, and they say, no, you have to go. But, at the same time, they also say, Terry, or Jerry, all the Jerrys, they also say, 22, you got your pass. She had found her spark. And, of course, Joe is being all like, no, that's not the case. She just used my spark. That's how she got her spark. That's how she got her pass. And, but then he grabs the pass, jumps down to earth, goes back to his body, and then he plays his instrument thing. He gets to do what he wanted to do in the first place, but then realizes that maybe it wasn't so great after all. Maybe it wasn't the best thing he had ever seen. Maybe it wasn't the best thing he had ever done. And then he gets to go back, he gives, he goes back to the great beyond, he goes back to the great before, finds 22, saves 22, and allows 22 to go back to Earth and live a life. And that was it. So, there you go, John.
1: One of the, one of the really underrated characters, I feel like one of the, I guess one of the relationships this movie talks about is the relationship Joe has with his mom. His mom is I think is I think she's a seamstress. So and his his dad was a jazz musician, which is what Joe dreamed of doing. And just the the progression of their relationship was so cool because it definitely went from I don't feel like she's proud of me to at the end when you realize she's been proud of him the whole time. Like that's that's just really cool to me.
0: Yeah. That was a really sweet scene. This movie first off when the movie ended I cried.
1: I I actually cried before before it ended. Before it ended. At the end of the, the end of the movie it ends very well. It does end very well. It so as I, I said I didn't think it was going to end happily. It ends about as happily as it could. Yeah. I feel like is, is safe to say.
0: But what really got to me was I loved the part where they're in the great before. And yeah, music is my spark. Music is my meaning of life. My What, what makes life worth living. And then one of the Jerry's is like, oh, you and you humans, your spark wasn't your reason to live. It was just Something you enjoyed, or something like—I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah,
1: it was just kind of a, a flawed reasoning. Yeah, is kind of the way it was communicated. I was like, "That's not the truest meaning." It's not like it. It. I think he he basically says that's not right. So it's not one of those like you're not wrong, but you're not right. He was like, "That's a it's a flawed understanding," which as as someone who has never had. Like, purpose is the wrong way to describe it, but I've never had, like, I was never one of those kids who grew up and was like, I want to be a firefighter, so they become a firefighter, and it's very fulfilling. Like, that was never me. I never had that, like, dream job as a child. So, like, knowing that and hearing it, even though it's from a movie and their whole thing is to make you feel good, it was still, like, that was very rewarding, I feel like.
0: Yeah, because even there's that scene where they go to the barber shop, and Twenty Two asks, "So, have you always wanted to be a barber?" And he was like, "Oh, no way, man!" And I then wanted he to be a veterinarian. I want to be a veterinarian, yeah. And he was like, "That was my dream. That's what I wanted to do." But life happens. Things mm-hmm. happen. Things don't go the way that they that you think they're going to, and so I ended up here doing hair and then he was like 22 is like so you're miserable he was like no i love my job i love what i do it's not so much about you doing what it is that you're born to do but just enjoying the moments that you're in while you're in them i think that's absolutely absolutely fair to say and that to me at the end that's what got me the most is i was like We get so caught up in all this stuff, and we don't just take the time to see that there is so much worth living for. It's all the little things in between that makes this life worth living. It kind of goes back to that. It's not not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah.
1: And it's so true. So are you saying it's all the small things. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. Yes, I guess basically, yeah. All Another thing that
1: I thought was was really cool when they were in the in the great in between, the the guide there, Moonwind, yeah, talked about the the difference and the the incredible proximity between being in the zone and being a lost soul. Yes. Which is, when, which is when what you deem your purpose consumes you and it overtakes the enjoyment aspect of it. And the, the imagery of it that sticks with me is there was somebody walking around with a metal detector. Yeah. And he was just saying, like, I've got to find it. I've got to find it. I've got to find it. And that, like, just of something like that, when this thing that you had a passion for becomes a burden, like, that's, I feel like... I feel like this movie, like, it might be a Disney-Pixar movie, but this movie is for, like, it's for adults. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, that was... That hurt a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) because you think about it, and you're like, man, parts of my life have been like that. Golly. Yeah. It was a heavy movie. Had a good message. I
0: think something... I think a message that we all needed to hear. Especially
1: after... Um year year that shall not be mentioned. Year Voldemort, the thirteenth floor in an office building. <laughs> it's just the
0: thirteenth floor is actually there, but it's just labeled as fourteen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> e- exactly. I like, no, it. It happened, and it's there, but I don't want to talk about it. I will say I was, and I feel like I, I feel like I might have said this at the end of the last episode when we, when we revealed Soul would be our next review. I. I was very intimidated by this movie, not because not not like the same reason I'm intimidated by the new doctor Strange, right because like I don't like horror movies, I don't like spooky stuff, and obviously this isn't that, but i mean i have I have a fairly open book history about my mental illness, and I was just very concerned about how heavy this movie would be mm. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was incredibly heavy, but it's handled so delicately, I feel like. So, I mean, if if you're out there listening and that's one of your concerns is like, can I stomach watching this movie? Is the emotional burden going to be worth it? I mean, personally, I would say yes. Because there have been movies where I've been, like, too sad and I turn it off, right? I'm like, I can't handle the rest of this movie This was not one of those. The soul is definitely a movie. Like I wanted to see the end, but I never wanted it to stop. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And it ends beautifully. Joe realizes that Joe realizes that he does come to realize that it's not so much having a spark. It's not your spark that makes life worth living. It's enjoying everything as a whole And so he goes back, he finds 22, gives her the pass, jumps off with her, and is like, I'm going to go with you as far as I can go.
1: That's when I cried. Yeah. That's absolutely the quietest, most silent tears I've ever had. Because I was like, I don't want him to look at me, even though I'm watching this with people I love. I don't want them to.
0: And then he does, and... She gets to go on, and it was beautiful.
1: And I've lived a good life. I really have. Which was such an incredible growth thing, because when he had been in The Great Before previously... I almost said when he had been in The Great Before before, and I feel like that's just a weird like meta loop of, of scenarios. But when he had been there previously, he looked at his life because uh 22 was saying like oh i've had mother teresa and i've had gandhi and i had copernicus and all these people trying to give me my spark and they all failed and they had these incredible lives and he i don't remember what part of it he was in but he looked at his life and you could see how crushed he was because he thought that his life had been nothing. Hmm. And that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like seeing someone, even even a, a one-off animated character who I'll probably never see in anything else. Right? It's not like he's going to be one of those Pizza Planet Pixar crossovers. Right? <laughs> right. He's not going to be in everything. But just seeing this realization. And, I mean, pun not intended. It, gener- it genuinely was... Soul-crushing.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Because not only did he die the day of what he thought was going to be his big break, he watched his life play back in front of him and came to the realization he didn't matter. So that's kind of going back to, to Jay saying it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's It's definitely something that sticks with me, is because you know yourself so well, the things you choose to define yourself are likely inherently flawed. Yeah. You know? So the problem that I might think I have is not a problem my friends think I have. It might not be a problem my wife thinks I have. And resetting that that internal struggle, right, of they see it that way, maybe that's the way it is. I don't know. I loved I loved the scene where 22 was in Joe's body and the, the girl from band class came by to quit Yeah. and 22 was, yeah, do it. I don't care because she's 22 and not Joe. And then she was like, fine, I'll quit. But how about I I play this first and I really enjoy it. And then she doesn't quit like that to me should have been one of Joe's defining moments because he brought her to that point. Ah, uh, that's, that's what his purpose was to me, honestly. Like, he might think he was put on this planet to play Jazz, but I think he was put into that Pixar movie to inspire the other characters.
0: Yep, definitely. His purpose was, he was a teacher. Yeah. He was a teacher. And where he thought he was just just trying to make ends meet, he was actually influencing positively so many young minds that were growing up to become excellent mu- musicians
1: I almost said music players M- musicers <laughs> they music real good they music also, so ap- good apologies that got real heavy for a second i just it just kind of happened so no it's all right that was good that's we'll how get, this movie was we'll get back to it we should rate it We
0: should rate it on a scale Um, on a Pixar scale because I already got my Pixar scale. Is so oh, that's so hard on a scale of Toy Story. No, yeah, Toy Story being the top and the good dinosaur being at the
1: very (sighs) all right. I can
0: probably work with that or whatever you consider the best Toy Story. I mean. Toy Story. Here I am going back to Toy Story. Whatever you consider to be the best Pixar.
1: <laughs> so for me, I feel like it I feel like it would be very hard to do a top to bottom Pixar ranking for me. Yeah. But what would be very easy to do is to put them in tiers. Right? So you have like these are obviously the best and then there's these and then there's these and then like cuz Pixar if you think about it, even their bad movies are still decently good. Have you seen The Good Dinosaur? That's what I was getting to. Okay. <laughs> they have misses, but like I love Inside Out and I think it's a great movie, but I don't know that I could put it in the A tier of Disney Pixar.
0: Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I I get I get you.
1: So for me, it is just a hair worse than Inside Out. It's in that second tier of probably Toy Story 3, because I think, like, everyone says it's really good. I think it's not. My heart hurts. 1 and 2 are in the top tier, right? Uh, Toy Story 2 and Toy Story are in the top tier. Toy Story 3 is not. Everything except the ending, I think, is meh. I think the ending is perfect, and they should have dadgum left it there.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. Toy Story 4 was a joke. I don't know why they did
1: that. Money. That, I know exactly why they did that.
0: <laughs> Toy Story 4, for me, sits right above The Good Dinosaur. Wow, harsh words. Yeah,
1: truth. I've seen neither of those movies, so I can't judge.
0: I think I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm agreeing with your rating. I'm going to put it right there, right below Inside Out. I think I enjoyed Inside Out a lot more than this movie,
1: but at the same time, it was still very good. Absolutely. So... Yeah. The thing the thing with Inside Out with me, we saw it. It was like the, the second movie at a double feature at the drive-in. And I I was there for the other movie. I want to say it was a Marvel movie, actually. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And then I'll watch this. I'll watch this other movie. And I got freaking ambushed by Inside Out, man. I tell you what. Like, that movie, like, you're not looking for it. And then, pow, it hits you. Yeah. So... I think that would be, I haven't, I haven't seen that in too long, I think. So that might be, that might be something we could consider for an upcoming episode. So we're both saying this is in like, I would say second tier of Pixar movies. So it's, it's definitely a hard recommend. You should definitely watch it. He's looking quizzical.
0: I just heard something really interesting and I don't know which apartment that's coming from.
1: I'm scared. What was it?
0: it sounded like laughter but it was like extreme laughter oh like almost where it sounded like somebody was screaming and so that's why i was like huh that was weird that was really weird i'm so glad we're moving
1: <laughs> a white lady just discovered steve harvey for the first time yes
0: so very good i don't even know what you were saying i totally got distracted
1: Yeah, just saying that Inside Out might be a movie. I would definitely be willing to rewatch it and review it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. I'm very, I'm very excited. our Our Tuesday night movie this upcoming week is going to be Emperor's New Groove.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that movie
1: in the theater. Oh man, I'm so excited. I love Emperor's New Groove so much. What a great,
0: great movie.
1: It's so underrated. It, it just kind of slips through all of the cracks with Disney movies because he, he's not a princess.
0: <laughs> it was one of the last really good animated, like hand-drawn animated movies that they made. So it, it's yeah. up there. It's great. Well, real quick, just to kind of wrap
1: things up. What you doing? What am I doing? Not really a whole lot, honestly. I've developed this new hobby is what I'm going to call it. It's it's more of a troubling pastime, but I've become like I, I hunt pops. The Funko Pops. So I've got I've got this guy right next to me. It's Future Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Nice. And I acquired a Jon Snow one earlier today. I'm very excited about it. So that's my new hobby, I guess. Very cool. Other than that, still Playing video Games with my friends. Games. <laughs> ga- Vidja vidya Games. Vidja game. V-I-D-J-A. Vidja Games. Vidja Games.
0: Well, for me, I am still picking away at Valhalla. They actually just did a new patch here recently, so a few of the bugs that had happened, the glitches, they fixed those. Nothing Honestly, so far in the game, I hadn't run into anything too distracting, but they've done that. And then I did look up th- uh, today, though I wanted to know how long the main storyline is. The main storyline, if you just do the main storyline, it's forty hours long. Seriously? Yes. And I was like, that's "Dang, really- that's crazy." So if you
1: think, how I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna look this up because I'm intrigued. How long would it take to 100% that game? I have no I, I don't know. I, has anybody... I doubt anybody's done it. You're not familiar with video games. Even this is an estimate from the beginning of November, 100 to 120 hours. I can believe that. For players intent on getting 100%, the journey will take anywhere between 100 and 120 hours, possibly more. Much of this depends on how efficient the player is, as well as their general skill level. So, 100 plus hours, easy. Wow. So yeah, that's what
0: I'm going to be doing for the next five years. <laughs> and other than that, watching WandaVision, watching one of our favorite shows that we love, Last Man Standing, just came back out recently. So I'm going to be finishing that up.
1: It's the last season. And did I see correctly that Tim the Tool Man Taylor is in it? Y- yes. I did see that. I don't know
0: if it's actually the character is actually going to be in it. I
1: think that would be a really funny twist Yeah, to put if in If they there. all existed in the same paradigm or, or dimension, if you will. Yeah, it'd be really silly, but they could do it. I feel like that'd be really entertaining to do with, like, Tom Hanks' characters. <laughs> so, like, if Forrest Gump and the guy from Castaway all met Captain Phillips and Sully. I was like, what? <laughs> It'd be like that Spider-Man meme when they're pointing at each other, like, you, me, you, him, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. other than that,
0: we're just uh, packing boxes. So. I don't miss those days. I know, I'm hoping that where we are moving to next, we can stay there for a while, maybe.
1: I just got a whiff of something Meg is cooking downstairs, and it smells amazing. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm... Um, I'm all I'm excited. It's also like eight thirty at night, so I'm all like I'm kind of concerned. Like, what is she (laughs) making? Like, what is it? Is it for tonight? Is it for tomorrow? To be completely honest, it smells like green bean casserole. Ooh, which I don't know why she would be making a green bean casserole, but if there's a green bean casserole, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, that's those are the rules. Yeah, can't let that go to waste. Absolutely not.
0: Well, let's wrap it up. John, can you give them our information on how they can reach us if they're intrigued on maybe asking us some
1: questions or may- giving us some rude comments? I can. Real quick, I will, I will give a shout out to the, the Knoxville contingent of, of They Didn't Ask Us fans. They reached out to me. They were wanting to know who the voice was in our introduction there.
0: Oh yes, the voice in our introduction is none other than my oldest son, Antonio, and he wanted to include him in the intro because I want to make it clear that we are a family-friendly podcast, so he's there at the beginning and then also does everything there at the tail end of the episode as well. So yes, thank you for that, and I'm sure he will very much appreciate the shout out cuz he does listen to the episodes.
1: Well, there you go. Asked asked and answered there for you Knoxville contingent. Really appreciate and that. And then yeah, if you if you have any other questions you'd like to ask us, you can reach out to us on Facebook. On Facebook, we are facebookcom Us. You can DM us there if you have any questions or if you'd rather shoot us an email, you could find us at us. At And I'm hesitant to mention the the Anchor thing just because I feel like the Knoxville contingent had previously asked if they could send an Anchor message and it didn't go through for them.
0: Yeah, we've... So... I don't know what's going on with that. There's been some technical difficulties with that. I need to reach out to
1: Anchor because that's not the first time that I've heard that. I will say you could probably email us an mp3. Yes, you you can
0: always do that
1: hard pressed to to send us an audio message. Yes, yeah, so you can oh. always send
0: us an MP three and I can cut it into the episode. Champ
1: champ's getting worked up downstairs. That's probably not for the best. And then Jay Mans our show Instagram account. So you could find us Instagram. They didn't ask us. And where where am I missing? I know I'm missing some. You can
0: connect to me, my personal account. The nerd is underscore in, if you would like to follow me and my posts with my baby and a few other random things that I might be doing here or there, you can connect to John anywhere and everywhere, Mueller 8332 You know how it be, keeping the brand consistent. And then you can, did you, you mentioned our Facebook page.
1: I did. Okay,
0: that's pretty much it. I think we got it all. Not sure what we're going to review next time, but if you have any ideas, we would love to hear from you. We actually haven't gotten a suggestion in a long time, so I would love to maybe somebody suggest something
1: that we should review. So I actually, I do have an idea, and I'm very excited about it. It's a new reproducible segment where you take a movie that's been made, And then a movie that's been remade, you watch them both, and you call it the Remake Rewatch.
0: The Remake Rewatch.
1: I really, there are so many good ones that I want to do desperately.
0: What's your first suggestion?
1: My first suggestion, and this is directly inspired by the Knoxville, they didn't ask us fan club, Wrath of Khan. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could do that. So I think that would be very fun. Yeah, let's do that. Wrath to of Khan. watch Wrath of Khan and Into Darkness. And Star
0: Trek Into Darkness.
1: Yeah. They could have had like a flashlight or something. I mean, come on.
0: All right. We'll do it. So there you go. Get a preview for next time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, y'all have a great rest of the week. Oh, happy Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. I forgot. That's tomorrow when this episode comes out. That's what we'll be happening here in the states anyway so however you remember that and but until we meet again nerd out thank you for listening to another episode of they didn't ask us if you have any questions comments or concerns we would love to hear from you you can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at
1: gmail.com
0: whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a longtime listener, if you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review, and also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.